You're listening to Comedy Central. July 16, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Tonight is one of the greatest rappers of all time here with a new album, The Lost Tapes 2. Nas is joining us, everyone. It's gonna be a great conversation. Also on tonight's show, America is going back to the moon. There's a lake that's turning into a person and why racism is not actually racism. So let's catch up on today's headlines. First up, let's talk about drugs. You guys want some? Just joking. Uh, <laughs> drugs are responsible for 18% of U.S. imprisonments and 35% of all shows on Netflix. Drugs (laughs) also responsible for the coolest bust videos you'll ever see. Now to that incredible video of a member of the U.S. Coast Guard riding a drug smuggler's submarine in the Pacific Ocean. The Coast Guard ship Monroe intercepting a fully loaded drug smuggler's sub off South America, screaming at the smugglers to stop their boat. Then a brazen display of courage, riding the sub, pounding on the hatch. Finally, five men surrender. In all, three Coast Guard ships intercepted 14 narco vessels, confiscating 18 tons of cocaine and marijuana. Street value, half a billion dollars. God damn! (laughs) That is why I love America. Did you see what that guy was doing? He jumped on a submarine in the ocean and banged on the door until they opened it. That is the definition of America yeah. That's what that was. That was like the craziest thing. Like, no other cop in the world would be that baller. I don't care what you say. Like, if African cops saw a drug deal on a regular boat, forget a submarine, they saw a boat, they'd be like, ah, what am I supposed to do, huh? Huh? <laughs> they'd be like, no, 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 no. This uniform is dry clean only. No, 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 no. This was probably the wildest video I've ever seen. Also, like, why did the drug smugglers open the hatch? <laughs> no, you're in a submarine. Just sail away. Huh? <laughs> Or do that thing people do when they're on the toilet. Just be like, bop, 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 there's someone in here. (laughs) Now, you might be wondering, Trevor, why didn't the sub just descend? Well, this is a really interesting thing I didn't know. But apparently these drug submarines aren't really submarines. Like, they can't go under the water. They can just skim the surface to stay under the radar of the Coast Guard. So that's where they are. Yeah, and it's like a weird thing to discover. Wouldn't it be funny if the drug smugglers only discovered that in that moment, you know? Like the guy in charge was like, Pablo, the Coast Guard is here. We need to descend. Uh, actually, Patron, uh, <laughs> this submarine can descend. What do you mean can descend? It's a submarine. Well, we say submarine, but like, you know, it's, it's more like a lowrider boat, you know? <laughs> All right, moving on. While the American military was flexing in the water, the French military has been flexing in the sky. A stunning sight in the streets of Paris. This may be the soldier of the future. An inventor showed off his flyboard soaring over the streets with a rifle in hand. The leaders of France, Germany, and other countries were watching down below as part of Bastille Day events. The French military is looking into possibly using these flyboards. All right, people, we're officially living in the future. Yeah, no, because I mean, that's, that's the future. Flying hoverboards, 
Like battles are about to get a lot more badass. <laughs> well, I mean, the fifth battle will be badass. And the first battle is just gonna be soldiers like, whoa, oh, 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 whoa. But seriously, like, it's crazy. Here's, here's the thing I don't understand about humans, genuinely. We're building hoverboards to go to war now. Like, we make so much technology to fight wars, invisible jets, bombs. Like, how come there's no technology to stop wars? You know? No, just think about, like, how come, like, like America doesn't build, like, an anti-war device? You know, like, like, if Russia ever declared war, then the American generals could just be like, quickly, send out the cuddly bear! <laughs> and the Russians just be like, comrades, prepare to... Oh, it's so cute! <laughs> and don't get me wrong, like, I think we should keep the hoverboards, but not to fight people. I think with these hoverboards, humans can finally shit on pigeons. <laughs> That's what we need. Yeah. For centuries, for centuries, those sky rats have been shitting on us, and it's time we turn the tables, huh? Now we can catch a pigeon in the morning while they're walking to their car, huh? That would be fun, yeah? And they'll be like, oh my God, I'd be like, yeah, it's good luck, buddy. <laughs> And finally, big news today for all of your favorite TV shows. Nominations for the 71st Emmy Awards have just been announced, and as expected, HBO's hit Game of Thrones leading the pack with a historic 32 nominations. For the best drama series, the nominees are Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, Game of Thrones, Killing Eve, Ozark, Poe, Succession, and This Is Us. That's right, Emmy nominations are out. And a lot of fan favorites are back. Veep is back with nine nominations. Ozark, one of my favorite shows, got nominated. And Game of Thrones blew everyone away with 32 nominations, a record. Although, although, you know what I say we should do? We should have the Game of Thrones people come to the awards, but then we should give the award for best drama to Sesame Street. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll be like, what the hell? That doesn't make sense. And we'll be like, oh, now you don't like endings that don't make sense? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Now you don't like that? Oh, and there's one nomination that we're particularly excited about over here in the category for Outstanding Variety Show. The Daily Show was nominated! Yes! Thank you! Thank you! All of you, thank you! Thank you so... Like, we truly could not have done it without you guys. Like, thank you so much for supporting us, making this... I never take this for granted. All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's move on to our main story. Donald Trump. I don't know if you remember, <laughs> but before he was elected, Republicans told us that once he took office, he would calm down with the tweets. Remember that? But now here we are, two and a half years later, and his Twitter tirades have only gotten worse. Right now, the biggest story in the news is about a tweet the president sent telling four Democratic congresswomen that they should go back to where they came from instead of telling the U.S. how to run its government. Now, this was weird for a number of reasons. First of all, three of the Congresswomen were born in America, and the fourth is a U.S. citizen. Secondly, they're Congresswomen. So Trump telling them to stay out of the government's business doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like telling Spirit Airlines not to serve you peanuts that fell on the floor of other airlines. That's what <laughs> they do. Spirit Airlines. If you wanted to eat clean peanuts, you should have flown Delta. <laughs> so... So for two days, 
People have been speaking out against Trump's racist tweets, and now Nancy Pelosi is making it official. Tonight, the growing firestorm over two words by President Trump. Go back. House Republicans could be forced to take a public stand against President Trump. Nancy Pelosi plans a vote to condemn the president's racist attack on four members of Congress. These comments from the White House are disgraceful and disgusting, and these comments are racist. That's right. Congress is officially condemning Trump's racist tweets. And I gotta say, it must be cool to be in Congress because you don't just have an opinion, you get to officially proclaim your opinion. Yeah, just come out like, by a majority vote, Congress hereby declares that Diet Coke and Coke Zero are basically the same thing. (laughs) I don't even understand why they call them different things. Now, the House Democrats might be happy to label the uh, president's words officially as racist, but the commander in tweet has come out And he's here to explain why these people are totally wrong. President Trump says he has no regrets about his racist attacks on Democratic lawmakers, who were all women of color. Trump claims he's not being racist. Do you think the tweets were racist? Not at all. The new tweet from President Trump out just within the last couple of seconds here, and the president vociferously denying, as he says, I do not have a racist bone in my body. Not a racist bone in his body. Well, to be fair, I've seen his body and I don't think he has any bones. He's, uh, he's sort of like that, sort of like that Stranger Things creature. He can just like melt down and slide under doors. I bet Trump would be the first person to fail an x-ray exam. That's what he looks like. And by the way, by the way, everyone always says, I don't have a racist bone in my body, but how do we know racism is in the bones, huh? Maybe it's in your spleen. We don't know, it could be anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, the only body part I know for a fact doesn't contain racism is the appendix. Yeah, because I had my appendix removed and I still think all Italian people are in the mafia. It didn't change anything. (laughs) But Trump has insisted his bones are 100% racism free. And then he went on to say that not only was this whole thing not racism, it was patriotism. And just this morning, he wrote, our country is free, beautiful, and very successful. If you hate our country, or if you are not happy here, you can leave. As far as I'm concerned, if you hate our country, if you're not happy here, you can leave. And that's what I say all the time. That's what I said in a tweet, which I guess some people think is controversial. Wow. If you're not happy in America, you can leave. You know what's interesting, right, is that Trump says that now, but when he was running for president, his entire message was, America's failing, this country's not what it used to be, China's beating us. Instead of complaining, why didn't he just leave? (laughs) Like, it it doesn't make sense. (laughs) No, but you get, like, logically, that's what he did. Make America great again is basically saying, America's shit, we need to fix it. But no one told him to leave. Like, just because you complain about your country doesn't mean you don't love it. It's like sports. Fans want their team to be better. That's why they complain, right? If the Knicks (laughs) kicked out every fan who yelled at them to play better, Madison Square Garden would be emptier than Mike Pence's spice cabinet. That's what it would be. (laughs) And just by the way, just by the way, if Trump's comments... Here's the thing that gets me, right? If Trump's comments really had nothing to do with race, nothing to do with race, how come he's never said anything like this to Bernie Sanders? Think about it. 
Bernie always talks about America, and he always lists countries that are doing much better than America. But Trump has never, not even once, told Bernie to go back to where he comes from. Never. And I mean, I guess that's partly because ancient Greece doesn't exist anymore, but that's not the point. (laughs) Now, a surprising number of Republican officials have actually come out and said that they think Trump's tweet was racist. But what's been really fun to watch is Republicans like Mitt Romney trying to condemn Trump for being racist without actually saying the word racist. Do you think that his tweets were racist towards those congresswomen? Um, you know, a lot of people have been using the word, and my own view is that uh, what was said and what was tweeted was destructive, uh, was demeaning, uh, was uh, disunifying, and, uh, and frankly, it was very wrong. Uh, 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 another word with a D. Uh, uh, uh. It's almost like he was playing the game Taboo. Yeah, and the forbidden word was racist. Um, it's demeaning, uh, no, no, it's no specific people, specific people, um, no disparaging, um, um, time's up, ah! It was very wrong, guys, racism. So look, Romney clearly doesn't have the balls to say racism, but at least he acknowledges that Trump made a boo-boo. Most other Republicans, they've come up with a talking point to try and justify what Trump said. The top Republican in the House, Kevin McCarthy, is defending the president. He says Mr. Trump isn't racist. He's just frustrated about these four congresswomen and their political views. I think what you heard was a frustration that was not based on on any religious preference, on any skin color or anything else. It's a frustration that we have a Congress that needs to act and they haven't acted. Come on, of course the president's not racist, but he's frustrated like so many Americans are. Ah, yes, my friends. The president wasn't being racist. He was just frustrated. It happens all the time, huh? You get frustrated and then just become racist. (laughs) Like, I'm not gonna lie, I suffer from this. Like, every time I try and solve a Rubik's Cube, it happens to me. Like, I'll I'll show you guys. Like, I I can't even control it. Like, I try and figure it out, because I know you're supposed to move, like, once, and then you see, like, the thing, and it just doesn't move. Niggas! Sorry, 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 sorry. No, no, sorry. No, no, I'm not, I'm not racist. I swear, I swear, I'm not racist. Yeah, I'm not racist. I don't even see color, which is probably why I struggle with these things. I, like, I can't, that's why I can't figure it out. Man. Frustration doesn't make you racist, all right? If anything, it just lets your racism slip out. Same thing with being angry, drunk, hungry. None of that makes you say racist things. Because if it did, those candy bar commercials would be a lot different. I'll let him know. Jose wants to see you in his office. I don't trust this Mexican boss. You know, the only reason they hit pinatas is so they can practice beating up white people. And look, no offense, but black people have to learn how to parallel park. Asians, I don't even know how to tag people on Instagram. Dude, eat a snacks bar. Why? Because you're a little racist when you're hungry. Better? Better. Oh, Ben's lunch. Am I right? We'll be right back.
tonight is a Grammy-nominated rapper and hip-hop icon whose new album is called The Lost Tapes 2. Please welcome Nas. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you, thanks for having me. I'm such a big fan of yours and I'm so excited for this new album. Uh, what's weird to me is the, the first time I met you was in Russia. Russia, yeah. Which is very, we were both there for the World Cup. Yeah. It's very strange, like I'm in Russia and <laughs> I turn around and I'm not expecting to see anybody who is black and... <laughs> And then I'm like, wow, that guy looks like Nas, and it was you. Do you, you enjoy it out there? Was that, I, was that your first World Cup? It's my first World Cup, and yeah. uh, first time in Russia. I didn't know at the time, though, that you were planning to drop an album. You didn't tell me, you didn't even, like, slip it in, you didn't, like, you know, just give me the inside scoop, no? I didn't even know. It, it, it just, it was, we was working on it for a couple of years, and um, I, I, I really didn't know what to do with these songs, because they weren't really the songs that I wanted to put on the record. So right. they were just sitting there, and I always thought like I'd come back to them and finish them up later, but it never happened. So I'm sitting here with all these songs start to pile up, and I'm like, oh, I did a Lost Tapes album 17 years ago. Right, right, I think right. it's time to, for another one. Yeah, but Lost Tapes was one of the most iconic albums where people said like, oh, Nas came out with this music that, you know, was a collection of ideas and you put it together. It is an interesting idea as a musician to say, these songs didn't have a space on an album, but I still love what I've created. I'm still trying to do something different. And so it's, it's, it's a mix which some people actually enjoy more because it has such a varied right. sense. When people listen to it, is there an order for Lost Tape? Do you just, do you just like play the songs? Does it matter? Is it like five, no. seven, two, three, one? Doesn't like... No, no, you just play them. You kind of you got to guess like, what year did he make this? Oh, one? that's nice. It's like a guessing game. Yeah. <laughs> some of the songs are like 10 years old, 12 years old, and some of them are like as early as like a year and a half ago. That's dope. You are seen as a music mogul now. You're seen as a businessman, but I'm interested in some of the things that you started doing that people don't expect. For instance, like you're going on tour now with yeah. Mary J. Blige, and that's exciting. Yes. Right? People are really excited about that. It's an honor. It's that's... an honor. I'm a huge fan of Mary J. Blige, so yeah. It's an honor. The royalty tour, check it out. That's gonna be insane. Yeah. yeah. And then you are you were part of a hip hop museum. Yeah, we we um hope to break break ground on that this year. We plan to build it in the Bronx by 2022. Is it interesting for you to look at hip hop and how it's changed? Because some rappers came into the game when hip hop was completely, you know, bona fide and people were like, yeah, it's it's mainstream. Yeah. You've seen the change from being considered hoodlums on the side to the mainstream. Now, did you ever think that hip hop would get to this point? I thought it, but I didn't know it would be reality. You know? right. But I, I did, I was hopeful that it would turn out to be this way and that I would be around to see it happen. And thank God I am because it's a great time. Right. It's a great time to be a hip hop artist. A hip hop it's... artist, uh, a mogul, uh, part of a museum, going on tour. And one of the most interesting aspects of your life right now is you are releasing a children's book. Yeah, called I, I Know I Can. Yeah. Yeah. That is a completely different... Now that I didn't see happening. <laughs> that, I didn't see that one. But I do have a song, it's an important song in my catalog called I Can. So, um, you know, I'm into education for kids. You know, I have two kids, so I want 
I want to see the best for our kids out here. So putting together this book, I'm still writing it. So right. it'll be out this year. You know what I'm excited about the most is there's going to be now another generation that's going to grow up and be like, oh, Nas, yeah, man, one of the greatest children's books writers of all time. I'd be like, you heard he raps? He'd be like, he raps? Right. It's going to be amazing. Thank you so much oh, for being on the you. show, my Thanks dude. Right. I appreciate it. The Lost Tapes 2 will be out July 19th. Nas, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.